What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 28, and it is our post-Halloween recap episode. First, we talk about what we did for Halloween, how we set up our houses, and how we terrorized children as best we could. And then we also talk about haunts, Halloween haunts, haunted houses, that kind of thing. The genesis of the episode came from our experience at the Legends of Horror at Casa Loma in Toronto. And then we also use a film called Haunters, The Art of the Scare to kind of frame the different types of haunts that are out there and how we feel about them. It was a pretty fun episode. It's something that we've kind of been thinking about for a little while, so it was good to get it out there. Um, Another thing to be on the lookout for later on this weekend, probably, is an announcement from us. we got a secret project that we've been working on, and, well, we're excited to talk about it. Check us out on YouTube as well, because we're over there, and you can see some of the photos and stuff that we took of our houses in the episode notes, and we'll probably pepper it into the video on YouTube as well. Check us out at welcometoyourdoomshow.com. It has all the links and stuff there. And I'm going to stop talking. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. junk food different it's different yeah it's different americans have good junk food too but you know i mean junk food's junk food it wouldn't be junk food if it wasn't good or widely available Mm. as junk readily is what's up everybody we are your harbingers of doom my name is atul katru i am justin i'm not giving you my last name because i'm that motherfucker (laughs) and uh this is kind of our halloween episode so happy halloween belated a halloween this is november 1st when we are recording this What'd you do for Halloween? How was it? It was dope. Um, especially after the great... <laughs> nice. After the great pumpkin travesty of 2017. Where Care I to remind viewers of that? Oh, I will. I some, was so... We could just splice some audio in from the last Halloween episode, but... It was that episode I was talking about. It. Yeah, I was pissed. It was the day of Halloween or the day before Halloween. I couldn't find a pumpkin anywhere. <laughs> Although this year, when I was driving around on Halloween, I found pumpkins at places, but they were all like... Not like they're like like small convenience stores, and they were all like ten dollars a pumpkin, maybe seven or eight dollars. But like the two pumpkins I had bought earlier in the season, right, were like four bucks for two, and they were <laughs> pretty sizable. Um, but yeah, it wasn't exactly that this year. I got pumpkins on time. Tell them what you were gonna do. With what? You were going to get a pumpkin. Yes. By any means necessary. This year? No, last year. Last you year? You were going to steal a pumpkin off someone's porch. Just debating. Let it out. Let I was debating. Out. I let didn't because I would have felt bad about that. But uh, anyways. That, it's low. It's it would have been. It's a, it's a low grade move. That's yeah. not. Uh, you don't want to be that guy. That's right. But That's right. Um, the year before that, I decorated the house. That was the year that we had that. Do- Massive I, yeah, I had like Halloween party Halloween in your party. place. We did the scarecrow. We made yeah. the scarecrow and stuff. That was great. So the whole house was all decorated. Last year didn't do any of that because I was pissed off about the pumpkin. <laughs> this year got my pumpkins, uh, dusted off the old uh, the old decorations, yep. and you know had a big red floodlight projecting onto the house. So it was casting a bunch of like cool ominous shadows. Nice. Like it looked pretty menacing. And I thought what well, the, the 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 topper would be. One more set piece, I'll call it. And I ended up donning my Michael Myers costume, yeah. which, you know, legit coveralls nice. from uh, Papa Bear. 
Uh, my dad was a mechanic for, I want to say 30-ish years, so he had some like perfect coveralls for the, the costume. I had a good mask, went out there and just menaced kids for like three hours. That must have been fun. Dude, it was amazing. There's so many different ranges of like reactions because yeah. you'd get some kids that would just kind of be like, okay, uh, trick or treat. Yeah. And I wouldn't say anything. I would just literally like, I'd look at them, I'd give them like they're going to have the head tilt and then I'd just point at our front door. Some kids would get it. They'd go up to the front door and knock, but they'd be looking back at me like, what the hell is this guy going to do? Then it would open and Nisha would be there and yeah. she was in like a Batman costume and she's all nice and bubbly. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about him. He's not going to hurt you and this and that. Like it was, it was kind of cool good, because like balance. they come up yeah. and it's like really creepy. There's fucking cobwebs everywhere. Yeah. There's me not saying a goddamn word yeah. and just pointing at things. Um, and then all of a sudden you get that. So it kind of added levity to it. So they, they got a bit of a scare and then they got their treat, right? That's so cool. it was yeah. nice. That's perfect. Um, but then there were some kids that didn't get the note. Like, even though I pointed at the door, like, is he asking us to go inside of his house? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so then when I could see they weren't getting it, I would just go over to the door and just slam on it like twice with two or three big knocks. And yeah. then Nish would come to the door and start the whole thing. Yeah. Um, then there were some kids that wouldn't come up to the door. There was right. this one little kid and I actually broke character. I didn't take the mask off or anything, but... Um, I changed my whole body language. Yeah, up until yeah. that point, I'm standing up straight and strong and looking angry, yeah. menacing eyes. And then as soon as the kid, like it was, it was the kid was like four and yeah. I wasn't trying to scare him. Any of the little kids that would come up, I'd back off, let them go to the door and just kind of stand there and look weird. Yeah. But uh, this kid was not having any of that. And he, his parents were encouraged, go, go, go. He's going to yeah, give yeah. you candy. Nisha had actually opened the door by then. And then um, I ended up breaking character by, I like body language change. I ended up, you know, sitting down on the steps with him. I grabbed a piece of candy. I'm like, here you go, buddy. Yeah. I didn't say anything, but I was just kind of like, he went over trick or treat. He was really cute. Yeah. So that's uh, awesome, man. Yeah. You get a good mix. And then the best was these three teenage kids. Um, they were, they were funny. Uh, but then they ended up standing outside the house for a little while and they were not heckling really, but like, they were like, ah, oh, so you're just going to keep staring, staring at us and standing still and blah, 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 blah. Right. And they kept kind of sort of talking shit. And then after a while, um, I got to a position where I was standing in front of my stairs and they were all the way down on oh, the yeah, sidewalk, yeah. right? Which is a few, like <laughs> it's like 20, 30, 20, 20 ish feet from where I was standing. And then just at the second that they broke eye contact, I walked towards them with a ferocity yeah. <laughs> and they went running. These kids were like probably 12 or 13 years yeah, old and were. just fucking darted that up until awesome. that. They were nice and brave. That's but, awesome. Love yeah. it. It was fun. It's good stuff. Yeah, man. On this end, um, nothing as scary. I had two projectors that I uh, that I employed. I covered up the bay when you could see, still see the sheet is still up yeah, on, yeah. On, the, on the screen there. And I have some of these videos of like uh, walls with like possessed paintings on them, like walls that are getting cracked and something's breaking out. Also with like ghosts flying through really high quality videos. Great stuff. And it looks great from from outside. It looks like, you know the house is, is haunted because the bay windows make it look like it's happening behind the window. It's good. Right. It's, it, it looks pretty cool. Um, so that was one thing. And then I used the projector to project what I think was like the, the biggest sort of hit, which was three, uh, I bought three pumpkins, didn't carve them. So, uh, so actually just to backtrack a little bit on Saturday, I had a whole bunch of friends over spend all day just from like three or four o'clock in the afternoon, just like drinking and carving pumpkins. So I had like six carved pumpkins outside. It was the second year I missed that shit. Too. That's right. That's Fuck right. Me. It's actually, it was, it was a lot of fun. The weird thing was while we were carving, I usually set it up in the garage cause it's just, you know, messy and like, you know, the pumpkin guts everywhere. So in the garage, 
but it started snowing. It's the first pumpkin carving I've ever done where we carve pumpkins, jack o' lanterns, and we, we take pictures, but we also have a snowball fight. Huh. It's a weird thing. It's a, uh, it's a first for me. Um, anyway, so I had all these like six or seven pumpkins out there, but then I bought three pumpkins that I didn't carve, set them on the outside uh, bench, and uh, used a smaller projector with a video, a really high quality video of three pumpkins, and that's all it's projecting, and, it, and you have to move the pumpkins to get them lined up right, but when you get them lined up right, all three pumpkins have faces, yeah. and they start, they, there's a couple of things, they sing songs, and they tell stories, and it's super convincing. Like yeah. when you look at them, you're like, oh, how, like, how did they do that? Oh, it's a projector. Like you actually have to think about it because if you set it up right and the focus is right, it looks really convincing. It looks like these jack-o'-lanterns are talking and it's, it's really amusing and, and fun. And it's definitely like sort of a kid friendly thing, um, which was kind of what I was going for. Um, uh, my, you know, Shagu wasn't, wasn't home. She didn't come home until late. So it was kind of like a one man show. So I couldn't be outside and giving out candy at the same time. So I kind of set this whole thing up. Uh, it was, it was really cool. It was fun to hear kids coming over and being like really sort of amused by this singing pumpkins on the front complimenting the jack-o'-lanterns and all that stuff. It was also great to hear the parents coming up and like people taking videos of the front setup. I also have like an LED bulb that, that changes colors. So I set it to blue and I set the whole like thing. It's not a floodlight, but it's like a small light that backsplash against the pumpkins is blue. Yeah. So great contrast set really sets the tone. Um, yeah. So that, that, that was pretty great. All done like wirelessly did it through Chromecast and, um, and Plex basically. Uh, and it was, it was really great. Um, I had like some mechanical Wi-Fi problems when I got home, like trying to get home early enough to set it all up. And I was like freaking out, but I managed to get it all straightened out. Dope. It was really fun to hear like some of the kids go, like some of the kids were sitting there, like listening to the stories, um, use bales of hay to cover up the projector, put the pumpkins on the hay. So it was like a good, a solid setup. So it was nice to hear compliments and stuff like that. It was like, it was pretty great. But you know, the, the guys down the street did a full on haunted house. So you can't, uh, can't fuck with that. Can't compete with that. Um, but no, it, it turned out really great. I've got a lot of pictures of like, just seeing what it looks like from the street as you walk up and the projector for the bay window is like pretty effective. So yeah. I just thought you were going to start cooking meth and that's why that's there. <laughs> Like I thought this was turning <laughs> yeah. into a meth day. Yeah. Uh, that's that's for that's the end of this month. Ah that's okay. A, yeah. That's it's gotta a make your day. money back on yeah. uh, on November the Halloween 30th, decorations. November thirtieth is meth day. So uh, but yeah, no, it's it was great because because like I was just using stuff that I had. Yeah. The projector I had was my dad's old business projector and I got it working and, and it was really great. I had I had a, a great time and then at night when you know the kids stopped coming, I um I just, I changed the projection to project trick or treat, threw on like, uh, you know, threw it on the sound system here. So I'm projecting trick or treat into my bay window now. Nice. And I just like lying on the floor after having like a couple of, couple of, couple of beers. Couple. And couple, couple you say. Co a couple of beers. I and call um, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, a couple of beers and just like Max and relaxing Halloween night, like watch, watching trick or treat. It was pretty great. Mm. I enjoyed myself. Um, yeah. So that's what... That's what we did. What we should do is actually uh, for this episode's post on the website, we'll throw up some pictures Absolutely. so people can see kind of like what we're what we're talking about because it's pretty well documented. Yep. Um, yeah. So two two th two little pieces of news I wanted to go over before we jump into our to our main line here. Let's do it. Um, 
in horror news because it is you know October and this is our this is our Halloween episode. I saw a wonderful piece of news that made me very happy today. Penny Dreadfuls, a TV show that went for three seasons but yeah. got cut off. Um, they canceled the show and it was kind of very rushed to the last season, but it's a very good show. Um, uh, there's news that they're bringing uh, it back and it's being called Penny Dreadful City of Angels, actually taking place in L.A. in, ni- in the 1930s. Oh. And it's going to use a lot of Mexican uh, mythology, uh, like folklore, uh, as a part of the show. So don't really know much about that. Some art was released and um, and it was like kind of a Day of the Dead sort of uh, woman dressed in that sort of fashion yeah. as a promo art. And you can it kind of sets the tone for what it's going to be. Really excited, really glad to see that show's coming back on the air because yeah. really it's a great show, but it gets knocked for its third season because it is all very, very rushed. Damn. You see they have a lot of big ideas there. It was continued in a comic book series, which I haven't read yet, um, but uh, but will be reading. Only thing I'll say about that is it's a series that I've been dying to finish. I haven't had a chance to because yeah. like every time I went to the States when I was traveling down there for work a bunch, I'd always jump on their Netflix because they'd have it there and I'd try and get through as many episodes as I could. But dude, it's a heavy ass show. It's heavy. It's, it's, it's dramatic. like a ton of bricks on your brain. Yeah. So yeah, I can only watch like a couple episodes a night. Whereas yeah. like... I was exactly the same way. It took me years to get through the show. Yeah. Um, because it's just, it's a very heavy, it's extremely goth, extremely dramatic and gory, but also just gorgeous. It's like a beautiful show. Um, and you don't have to watch, I would encourage you not to watch it all at once. It's not, I've never been a binge watcher. I'm Mm -hmm. not one, I'm not, I don't like that, but even if I was, I would recommend you not binge watch. You want it to kind of sit and marinate a little bit. You need a break. It's, it's heavy. It's a heavy show. hundred percent. But yeah, I'm um, glad to hear that. And that gives yeah. me more motivation to actually check out the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. The other piece of news I uh, wanted to talk about is there is a game by Cyanide Studios called The Call of Cthulhu. And it's out yesterday or two days ago. Oh, Tuesday. Yeah, it's a first-person investigative game. It's based on The Call of Cthulhu pen and paper game, which I've never played, never Never played any pen and paper. The anything. fuck is a pen and paper game? Explain yourself. It's like uh, Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons, like a role playing game where you you know you roll the die. Like I know this is a nerd podcast, and neither of us having never played, uh, uh, you know, neither of us have ever played any pen and paper games. I think we should just try it once because I I think it's fun. I think it's supposed probably. to be fun. Yeah, probably. Um, we should probably play with someone who's got some experience. But uh, but uh, anyway, which is neither of us. So. Um, and obviously, the pen and paper Call of Cthulhu game is based on the H.P. Lovecraft story, The Call of Cthulhu. Um, so it's a first-person uh, investigation game, I guess, and uh, very story-driven. Um, and it's it, it looks like it has some great Lovecraft-esque atmosphere. Um, it's been getting like mixed reviews. Like IGN gave it an eight, but I saw another game, another review come in. It was like a three out of ten. I'm going to play it for sure. I don't think there's anything that's really going to stop me. I'm probably going to wait for a sale, though, since we've just got games up the wazoo. I yeah, collect a lot. I collect a lot of digital games. My digital library is vast. Um, so, yeah, I just want to let everybody know that's that is out there, and it is being touted even if in the, in the poor reviews. It's It's got the atmosphere. It nails that uh, Lovecraftian horror-esque atmosphere, and that's something I really do enjoy. Um and uh, and it's and it's been a while since that's been captured in a video game. It's hard. It's yeah. Hard to do. It's hard to capture in anything else other than like a book. 
and uh, and it looks like they've pulled it off. It looks it looks pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, it sounds good. I'm excited. Yeah, and uh, and again, I know I said this before. Before we get into our main meat of the uh, episode, I want to I want you to what are we what are we drinking what here, are we drinking? Justin? All right, so there's this uh, small little brewery that opened up pretty close to my place, and it is called the People's Pint. No, or maybe just People's Pint. There might be no the. What is it? It's like the Batman. It's just Batman. Well, no, some people Facebook. call it the Batman. It's the fa- I call it the Facebook. The fa- yeah, yeah, I call it the Facebook. Jesus Christ. The Instagrams. All right, the grandfather. Um, yeah, no, drinking some stuff from a brewery called the People's Pint. Um, we are drinking right now, or I just finished uh, Chai Fighter. So it's a milk stout with chai tea. It was a little bit too much for you. Pretty oh heavy, pretty bitter. It was. Uh, it was so so bitter. Yeah, uh, but I'm really happy because uh, what's a nerd podcast without? A couple of Star Wars puns. Right? Yeah. Um, they also have, uh, I didn't get it, but they also have a mango, I think it's a milkshake IPA. They call it Mango Fett. And it's got like Django Fett's kind of helmet. Oh, um, they got some pretty creative stuff. I've talked to the brewer there. I think it's brewer or brewmat. I can't remember what you call them. But um, he was, as soon as I ordered it, he's like, I don't know about that. The Chai <laughs> Fighter. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I brew it. I was almost, he, I think he said he almost didn't because it had such strong flavors in it. Yeah. I fucking love it because I like porters. Ooh. I like dark beers. and I do. I do got, too. Yeah. But it's extremely bitter. It so is. Absolutely. Be, that's the Chai, be. like that's the tea aspect of yeah, it for sure. Be, yeah. So it comes out. I'm but a they, brown man who doesn't like the Chai Fighter. Yeah, you're fucking, I'm a I don't know how it works out. take that brown card. Hey, do you ever, as a brown man, do you ever get upset when you hear somebody say Chai tea? Uh, no, I don't drink any sort of tea, chai, coffee. I'm not saying coffee. whether you drink so it or not. I'm I don't, just saying in general, in terms of the use of language. I had a... There's chai a, tea? Yeah. There's a buddy yeah. of mine, and I think Hassan Minaj just had a joke a, a bit oh, about today. that. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, like, my, my buddy from DreamWorks, he would all the time complain about whenever he'd see, the, like, the tea packets, <laughs> that would say chai tea, and he's like, it's like saying tea, tea. Yeah. He was so upset. Do you get mad at uh, DC Comics being... Detective Comics Comics. That's I, what DC stands for. I, I never thought about that, but yeah, that's pretty upsetting. So I mean, like, I'll give them, I'll give them some leeway to be the chai tea. It's all good. Have you ever heard anybody say estimated ETA? Yes. Have you? I was just <laughs> I, kidding. No, My response that. is to be I no. I've never fucking heard that. I uh, <laughs> me neither. I uh, I've seen it typed. I think in an email. That's a good one. Mm-mm. That's a good one. Estimated ETA oh. is about. Woo. Uh, anyway, um, that was a sidebar. That was, yeah. Anyways, People's Pint. Um, like I said, they had that crazy porter, but they have lagers. They. I'm drinking a really nice mild. It's like a nice light three percent beer with a lot of flavor. They've got fucking IPAs. They've got sours. They've got wheat beers. They've got everything. They've got all kinds of different brews. I'm drinking do. their lager here right now. Yeah. I do like the, the the signage they've got on their yep on their can. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah, yeah, they're a good brewery. Uh, actually, the place is a lot of ambiance too when you go in there, and yep. the guys that work there are super awesome. That's so a, very cool. can't recommend it more. People's Pint, check it out. Very cool. If you're in Toronto, um, so let's jump right in. So what what we're actually going to talk about today is a uh, a, a bit a couple of things. Uh, is one one that sort of frames the conversation about we're going to talk about haunts, um, essentially haunted houses that pop up around October. Uh, there is a documentary on Netflix called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. It's directed by John Schnitzer. And um, last year at uh, 
Fantastic Fest, which is in September, which is the, we did an episode on that. We can link out to the episode. But essentially, I saw this world premiere there and I met John uh, Schnitzer and Char Mayer, who is featured prominently in, in, the, in the film. And uh, we just had a great time. Mm-hmm. Had a great time partying at the, at the Alamo Draft House. It was so much fun. He's such a nice guy and clearly, clearly passionate about his work and um, so humble, so happy to be there. But he also has been talking and working with some of like industry's top talent. He told me a great Tim Burton story when he met Tim Burton. Like he's it was just it was just so much fun to be around him. And Char uh, is another Char Mayer is actually a, 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 per, a, a haunter. Yeah. So she she's her her life has been built around these kinds of things, and she scares people for a living essentially. And she came in in makeup to like a lot of the events nice. at the Alamo Drafthouse, and we had so many great conversations. My wife was loving. She's not a big horror movie fan at all. We went to the premiere together, and she really liked it too because it's interesting. It paints a very human picture. Yeah. Uh, on you know wh- wh- what these people are like who build these haunts, and um, yeah. So I just wanted to say, listen, it's a great document. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. We're not going to cover it all in in detail here. It's more to frame the conversation we're going to have. But go see it. Go see it on Netflix. If you really like it, buy it on Blu-ray. Support this guy because it's beautifully put together. And he's super talented. And I'm really sort of waiting to see what, you know, what he comes out with next. Um... But yeah, so maybe you want to tell us a little bit about Haunters, because you just saw it recently, right? I just saw it recently, and some of the standout things for me is that you could tell that the the filmmakers were very passionate about what they were doing. Um, there didn't seem to be any kind of bias one way or another in what yeah. they were displaying. It was basically yeah. like, this is what it looks like, this is kind of what that world is. Yeah. Um, the, the way they framed some of the characters, not characters, but the way they framed some of the people's lives mm-hmm. um, might have been in a way put together to be a little bit more dramatic. For instance, the ones that do the nightmare on Longberry, the dude with the glasses. Yep, yep. I thought their marriage was going to crumble in the middle of that movie, <laughs> in the right? Of that. Yeah. The way that everything, and I don't yeah. think that like, I think that there were some legitimate problems with the whole, like him loving it so much and her not liking it. Yeah. But then at the end, they basically find um, a common interest in it and sure. it brings them stronger and better together. I think sure. the way that they put that together was in a, is, the, the way they displayed it was a little bit more dramatic mm-hmm. to kind of give you that like that journey for that those journey, people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, just a little bit of context for for our listeners is that Haunters, the Art of the Scare talks about the haunts and targets two specific ones in detail. Yes. So uh, um, the guy with the glasses is That's Nightmare on Longberry. Yeah. And then the other one is McKinney uh, Manor. McKinney Manor. Yeah. yeah. It's basically an extreme haunt ran by a guy that I... I the guy makes my fucking skin crawl. Yeah. <laughs> he just seems like a fucking scumbag. So, so it's it's interesting that you say that because I I felt the same way during you know watching it for the first time and watching it again. Just recently, actually, I had it on just before we we started the show. Um, but what John Schnitzer does so well is that he balances everything out. Yeah, he doesn't. It seems like he's going to. So the whole thing is kind of it's also it's framed around this old style of haunts. And this new extreme style of haunts, like Blackout in New York City, where they like waterboard you in the dark and they like, you know, simulate like crazy things like rape and like torture and stuff like that to the old school haunts, which are more the boo scares and uh, and all of that and explore some other avenues like story driven haunts, for example, that are like interactive plays. 
So it, it runs that gamut. It almost looks like it's going to villainize the McCamey Manor creator. And I can't, what's his, I can't remember his name now. Uh, I, anyway, it's, uh, he, uh, I feel like it's Chuck. Or I I, I just remember people yelling his name, yeah. begging him to let them out, and he's just there with the camera in their face, like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna let you out." Yeah. He said, I still have you for a little longer. Yeah, like, Get yeah. The fuck he, out of here. So, so it seems like it's going to vilify Russ. him, Russ, Russ McCamey. Yeah, and uh, it looks like it's going to vilify him, but it turns and it humanizes him in this really weird way that everybody can relate to. So it's not, and he's not, and he's, and he's also showing the other haunter, the, the guy with the glasses and his, and the effect that this has on his marriage, right? It also investigates why people would want to go to a haunt. Why would they want to go to an extreme haunt? It's a very interesting analysis of why, why is this, why does he have a list of like 1700, 17,000 people that yeah. want to go to McCamey Manor? Yep. It's not like he doesn't do his due diligence. You know, so anyway, check out check out Haunters, the the art of the scare. It's very very cool. Um, to add to that, Justin and I went to a haunt this year yes. um, called uh, at Casaloma, which is a, a castle in in Toronto, and uh, they do up the whole setup and uh, they it, there's an outside piece and then there's a couple of inside pieces to it. All in my opinion, really well done, but definitely firmly in the in the old traditional haunt style. Right. Uh, as opposed to this new sort of extreme haunt style. Right. So I guess what I would want to throw out to you is what do you prefer and what's your take on this whole experience and like this extreme stuff and is it something you would ever do? The extreme stuff, no. Um, I wouldn't want to be in a position where I'm paying to go somewhere to be completely uncomfortable with something and going to like an extreme haunt just sounds exactly like that. People are trying to abuse me, um, belittle me, you know, break me down. And in McCamey's manner, there is no way out. Essentially, there's no, there's safe, no safe word, word right? If you want out, you're going to start fighting people, yeah. right? And I don't want to put my fight or flight response at the test in a situation like yeah. that. Um, I just don't think it'll be good for anybody, myself or <laughs> anybody that's running the haunt. Like yeah. I, there were times in the in the documentary where it, that Russ guy has the camera in people's faces and they're begging him to come out and he keeps saying no to their face. I'm like, why don't you just grab his fucking camera? Like I, at yeah. that point, if you were that oh want if you're wanting to get out that much, I I don't know. I feel like they should be fighting back more. But, it's an it's an interesting process to get into a place like McCammy Manor because. Yeah. Uh, Russ, he is not just advert. He's not false advertising. There no. is zero false advertising. In well, fact, hold on. Uh, th- I'll challenge you on that. Maybe not for McCamey Manor now, but the thing that really set me off about him was what he did to his neighbor. Oh yeah, that was fucked the, up. The coffin thing. No, well, there was the coffin yeah. thing, but like he would blatantly lie to her and say, "No, no, no, we're not going to do any of that stuff yeah, to him." Yeah. Of course, I did that stuff to him. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, totally. An that's asshole. some dick shit. So, yeah, like, there, I don't, I don't think that I have zero argument that he's he's a dick. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just think the overall picture of a place like that existing comes from fulfilling a need. Mm-hmm. People want this. I, that I that I do not question. You're Which absolutely totally right. Totally blows my mind because he does his due diligence. Yeah, you see him in the documentary 
filming. Uh, sorry, uh, filming. Uh, having, filming it too, uh, but yes. yeah, filming as well. But he he's also interviewing. Yes, every candidate. He's like, listen, man or woman, I'm going to torture you for. And these, you know how long those sessions are? Four hours. Yeah, it's a four hour torture session. I'm going to torture you for four hours. I'm not going to let you out. There yeah. is no safe word. If you want out, I will not let you out. Horrific things are going to happen in there. Yeah. And he's he's very clear, nothing sexual, nothing like that. It's all going to be just horrific things. Yeah. And I and I'm and I'm not going to let you out. Yeah. What makes you want to do this? And everyone has reasons. And they're trying to convince it's almost like they're trying to convince him that they're the right candidate to to go in. It's like a job yeah. interview. No, I I don't disagree with you. And You're absolutely right. I am I'm blown away by just simply that fact. Simply yeah. that fact that there are enough people out there that want to experience this. It defines his existence. Yeah. Because you can sit there, shake your fist all day, and be like, "Oh, what are you doing? You're crazy, right. assholes! Like you shouldn't be doing that sort of thing." Actually. If there's a need and people want it, yeah, there's he's a providing a service like it's that true. people are willing to pay for. Um, it's just how far is too far. I mean, some guy passed out and was completely unresponsive to the right. point where they thought he killed him. They killed yeah, him. they freaked out. They freaked out because yeah. they thought they fucking killed they him. And then, then the guy comes out of it and then they just start going again, I think. Yeah, they just pick it up and it's, go again. It's just, yeah, it's totally it's, nuts. It's a little bananas to me. Yeah. Um, they, I, in, in New York, they have the blackout one where they yeah. waterboard you and like, Fuck and that. it's just totally, totally crazy. Totally, these, these extreme haunts are totally nuts. The blackout thing, there was one thing that they, like, they didn't cover it much in the film, but there was one guy that they were interviewing and he literally said, like, I get to do, and he had this creepy oh, yeah, fucking look yeah. in his eyes, like, I get to do things with them that... It would make me lose my marriage over. Yeah. I would go to jail for it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was like, good God. Yeah. Why are you not in jail just for this interview? <laughs> yeah. Like at that point, I would admit that as a confession of something. Yeah. I, I don't know what you did, but you shouldn't have done it. <laughs> You're going in there. I uh, I totally agree. It's fucked I up. I totally The people they hire for these things, it's like these people have done time. Like they go into all of, they, Yo. well, they take the skeletons out of the closet, uh, literally and figuratively in this documentary and they, they lay it all out. Yeah. McCain, McCain, Manor, they mentioned they were employing kids, right? I'm like, you were fucking raising serial killers yeah. for what those kids are doing in there. Yeah. That's, that's right. madness. Yeah. Just absolutely madness. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, um, for me personally, also I'm in the camp, I'm, I'm in the camp of extreme horror. Isn't hard to do. Yes. I think yeah. that, I think it's not, it's not hard to do. You can always turn the lights off and, um, you know, chloroform someone or yeah. like, you know, and like, and then have them wake up tied to a chair. Like yeah. you can have that, um, that type of, that type Sorry. of horror is not difficult. Um, I think that's prime. That's one of the big reasons why I don't, I don't respect it. Yeah. I don't, I don't really respect it. I also, I just feel like it's assault. I, uh, I, I agree. Uh, it's, I think it's, a, I think it's assault. It is, it's uncomfortable, but that's, but a lot of people use that as a reason that they do like it, that they want to go and experience this thing. So for me, I'm a very traditional haunter kind of guy. I am a very appreciative of atmosphere. McKamey Manor doesn't have atmosphere. Yeah. It has shock value. Yeah. Right. Uh, some of the haunts that you see in the in the documentary, and this goes for Casaloma as well, because we're gonna we're gonna bring that in here. Yes. Casaloma falls into the setting up of an atmosphere because they have a huge outside portion with the lighting. They have some actors there, some really impressive animatronics, really impressive makeup. 
Um, nobody's manhandling you. No one's stuffing a spider into your mouth or feeding you your own vomit or anything like that. I like that they tell you from the get-go too, like, don't touch any of the performers. They're not going to touch you. Right. Just yeah. go in and have fun. And that kind of frames it well because mm. you know that even though you get scared, you might run or whatever, yeah. you know that you're in a safe place, which that's right. I think in a haunt, depending on what you're going for, for something like Castle Loma, I think that's totally acceptable. I, I, I 100% agree. But that's why people like horror films. Yes. That's why people like roller coasters or to a lesser extent skydiving. Could be – could uh, uh, any of those things any of those I suppose things could fatal. kill you. <laughs> a horror movie can kill you. give you a heart attack or you know, whatever. But, uh, but experiencing horror from a place of relative safety is something that we humans can enjoy a luxury of. And it's that luxury that I think is attractive. Yeah. I'm going to dabble in this – Knowing yeah. that I'm a hundred percent safe, right? Yeah. And um, McKamey Mammer breaks, along with these other uh, extreme haunts, breaks that breaks that down. That's where I I stop I stop understanding because all of that when it becomes real like that, it's not hard to do. You can really scare someone by actually kidnapping them. Yeah, like that's that's not difficult to do. But the showmanship, the atmosphere, uh, the setups. That's hard to do. There's a craft there, yeah. in my opinion. Um, what I really liked in in there was uh, something called oh god, I forgot. Pen. It's not Pandorum. We were just watching it. What, what was it? The story driven one. That see that that they didn't really dig they into. Very much, I wish right? they would have covered Th- that's that more. That's the thing I was going to get into. Delusion. That. I was say that. Delusion. I Delusion. Think it's maybe. Called. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah. So we went when we were in New York. We went to Dream No More. Was that? Oh, was Sleep called? No More. Sleep No More. Yep, so it's yep. not exactly a Halloween haunt or anything like no, that. But no. it is kind of. It's Similar. a very. It's not really a. It's kind of like a. There's a story. Yeah, there's a story. It, in there. I wouldn't You're call it a linear story. No, it's kind of non-linear. Certainly a non-linear word I was looking for. Non-linear. The opposite of linear. Yeah, non-linear. We all learned something today. Any, any, anywho. Um, yeah, no, any that Sue. was that was cool because th- th- they also break up your group. But like, it's it's interesting in that like you end up having to roll with people that you don't know or maybe by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of you know choosing your own adventure to some degree, and then everybody kind of converges into the same spot, and the story finishes out. Yeah, I'd love to go through something like that again because it's fun. While it's going on, it's interesting. But then after the fact, everybody talking about their experiences separately exactly. gives it a whole other layer. Oh, I 100% agree. Delusion, things they highlight here, is definitely based firmly in horror. Yeah. But it's an interactive play. Mm-hmm. And there are horrific things that happen and they have actors and it's scary. But it's driving a narrative. And I'm like, now you've just put my two favorite things together. You've put in atmospheric horror uh, like just atmosphere, atmosphere, um, and ambience, and you've th- you've you've smushed it with a plot, and now you've got you've one hundred percent got my attention. Yeah, and I think that is actually the best format for this whole thing. Um, yeah. So when, when anything they showed of delusion, I'm like, there, I would go there. Yeah, and they do things. There's crazy stuff that happens in there where you get cut off and you're trapped in a room with like a little deranged serial killer yeah. and stuff like that. But it doesn't look like they they touch you or anything like that. It's all part of the show, and they scare the crap out of you. But it's all in the service of some story that they're telling. By the, when you come out of it, you guys can all talk about the different experiences you had when you were split up, when your team was split up, and it's just I feel like that's the that's the pinnacle right. of what a, a, a like Halloween haunt or a horror haunt or 
an interactive play. I feel like interactive plays are the way they need to go. Right. So I'm down with that. I'm down with the classic Hans. Um, come near me with a waterboarding apparatus. I guess that's just a jug and a rag. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be a little bit unhappy about that. That guy who was going to wash your car got laid out on the concrete. He's <laughs> <laughs> just lying on the floor. You come near me again. I'm going to slug you. I'm just uh, trying to wash your car, sir. <laughs> oh, buddy. But, uh, but yeah, like he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he laid him out good. He, um, it's just, it's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, to meet someone or to hear somebody talk about why they want to do it. That's the thing it's, that it's, the, the movie really wild. goes over. That it dwells. It, dwe- yeah. it dwells on like the people who are going to these haunts as well. They're, they're as if not more interesting than the people that are actually involved in the haunts. I 100% agree. There's I like the very fact- strange people and there are some very Sick people, I would say. Like yeah. the guy that I don't know if he was an actor or if he was a patron. I thought he was a patron, but the guy that came out of blackout all excited. Oh yeah, seemingly the wrong reasons. Yeah, like that guy creeped me out. The the, the two guys that made it out of McCamey Manor were like, I want to go back or yeah. I want to get involved. Like it just it's sounded like, like Stockholm syndrome. Thing yeah, going on. it's just a weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah, and uh, I find it endlessly fascinating. I think that like the 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 movie does a great job of like exposing all of that yeah. all sides it doesn't doesn't paint villains um yeah it's just a it's just a w- crazy thing uh, you listen to the one like the neighbor who was like you guys are crazy what are you doing yeah and she was going through a part of her life where you know she was trying to find work and like things were not going well she's like you know what my life is pretty scary this this haunt is nothing i'm gonna go and do it right some this is someone who was staunchly opposed, yeah, and now is gonna go like so. It can happen one day. You may find yourself being like, "I'm gonna go," and we're gonna listen to this podcast and gonna be like, "Huh, huh, look at that." Turns out I do like just getting repeatedly kicked in the balls over and over again. <laughs> sure, that's let's right. do it. That's right. Kicked in the no balls. safe word. Kick. Sure. Where do I stand? <laughs> kicked in the balls until you throw up, and then they feed you your own vomit. Oh fuck, that's so gross. it's awful. Yeah, it's, it's so gross. Yeah, but like there are these people who were staunchly opposed, and then they they went ahead and did it, and then she did it again. Now she was kind of coaxed into doing it the second time. Kind of. Kind of like I think they kind of lied to her. But but at the same time, there he is says, a drop. I lied to her. <laughs> he didn't kind of lie to her. He's like, yeah, yeah, I did it. But there is a part of there is a part of us that that wants to test our limits. True. Yes. And as as long as that part of like humanity exists, the, I think the haunts are only going to get more extreme. <laughs> it's just like just picture size. Like, come on in, and for twenty bucks. We'll sever a leg. Yeah. You know, like one day you're going to go in and just have a full on like. (laughs) It's fucked up, man. Give you like a garage vasectomy. Oh, my God. I just just see it going to such crazy places. Where are your surgical tours? These wire clippers. (laughs) These these little hedge clippers. (laughs) Come here and get your snippings. (laughs) Oh, man. But like it's only going to get more extreme. Or really? until something bad happens, and then it That's gets rolled right. back. Glasses, good old glasses, glasses. from Longberry. Yeah, um, was pretty afraid of something like that happening. He was staunchly he, against yes. opposed. And this guy is a, you know, when you say extreme haunts, we mean the ones where they like physically and verbally assault you. Yeah, 
his haunt is terrifying. He's got people running around chasing people around. Chainsaws and shit, but no, and yeah, stuff, but nobody's yeah. nobody's laying hands on it. Yes, yeah. that's the difference. It's more of a classical haunt with a little bit more modern, slightly like higher yeah, budget, mo- kind like of modern sensibilities. Yeah. and I got to tell you, man, the gore, like I just don't, I it doesn't do it for me. Like, like so the costumes is just like blood. Like you know what? You know what I hate in haunts. You know mm. what I hate? The medical facilities, the surgery rooms. I absolutely hate those. I think that there's no class to them at all. Like, again, I'm definitely a traditionalist. I think that's kind of where I'm coming from. I, I, the, the surgery, the, the, the torture porn style stuff. Yeah. You know, never, never really hit it with me. So, so like when you have a room and it's covered in blood and you have a couple of fake severed limbs in there, does nothing for me. You go into a room like in Casa Loma and you have a Phantom of the Opera set up, Right. With you know the phantom playing the piano or the woman bound to the ta- to the bed like singing and the phantoms playing the organ and stuff that that stuff captures my imagination. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a room covered in blood with a couple of severed feet and a doctor doesn't with leave thing, much room for imagination. You know where you are. You know where you are. It's like oh, it's one of these again. Yeah. And it's kind of like I could I could I could do without it. But yeah. you know, I feel like I'm like a old uh, an old fogey, a traditionalist when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, you are boring now. <laughs> the uh, but Castleoma, we we went a couple of years ago. It was a good experience then. This was uh, I don't think that it was better or worse than the last one. I think it, it was, was better simply because they included the Michael Myers scene, yeah. which I absolutely loved. Without that, it doesn't take it over the top, but it doesn't make it worse either. It like they had a quality standard that they set two years ago. Then we that we went, and that was the only time that we had actually gone. It was like first and year they did it. It was right? first year they yeah. did it, maybe. I, and I was really impressed. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then this year they took that. They did some different stuff, but it was still fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, the it was fun. They set it, up the actors are all super into it. They yeah. know when to go after people. They, I, I saw a couple of them just kind of tap out at a certain point because there were some people in front of us that just weren't having fun with it. They weren't yeah, getting into it. Yeah. Like there were some people that I don't know about you. And I'm I think a screamer. You you're a screamer, but like <laughs> you, you dialed that up a little bit more and I reacting. Did. I was doing the same yeah, thing yeah. because you're in that environment. That's yeah. how you want to react. Like it's no fun if you're just going around like, well, I kind of knew you were going to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what? You see that creepy goose be like, ah, I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it gives them something to play with too. That's you right. just go up to them and they're like, Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's boring. Char Mayer, the the hauntress, yes, yeah, and in the, in the, in the, it mentions at one point there's a relationship that's built between. I wrote that down. The yeah. haunter and the hauntee, the monster and the person, the I monster think she and the says, person. Yeah. <laughs> not not as uh, I didn't do it as eloquently as she did, but there's a relationship in that moment yes. be- built between the two people, and I love the way she did that because there's more to it. Yeah. Like I think there's more to it than that. And you build that relationship and it's fun. Yes. That interaction is fun. It's scary, sometimes it's terrifying, but it's it's it, it's fun. In the end, you come out with a smile on your face. Yes. Right? And uh, I gotta tell you this. I don't know if I'm like the spoilers for Casa Loma. Okay, it's over at this point. That's right. There was one moment. Oh, there's several moments where yeah. I legit got scared. But I, like you said, I dial things up. I'm like, I'm a screamer. I go yeah. like, ah, oh my god, fuck, you know, like it's swearing, fun. Yeah. swearing, and like freaking out. And it's fun. It's building that relationship between yourself and the person scaring you. But there was one scare in that, in that whole thing that really, like after after that moment, I literally had to go into the other room and like take a knee. Which because when I was. 
when we were walking through, like, they, they, it's cool because it's a, it is a castle, so they use that to their advantage, and they have kind of the bowels of the castle that go underground. And as soon as you're passing through <laughs> one of the one of the, and you were behind me, I think yeah. when this happened, I was like looking back at one of those projections that they were using the projector, and I was uh. like, oh, that's pretty nice. And I was opening some drapes and walking through this dark a slit of shadow into the next room. So as soon as I finished that statement, I'm like, oh, that was pretty nice. And I'm walking. And there, I swear to God, in that darkness, that little strip of darkness, there's a guy standing there. And all he's doing is whispering in people's ears. <laughs> so he's like, I'm like, hey, that was pretty nice. And this is all I hear. I swear it was must be an inch from my ear. It was like this. Nice. That's what he said into my ear, and I fucking just freaked out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell? Because he must, I don't know how close he actually was. Couldn't see a damn thing in there. But he did that. But you know what's cool about that? Is it's subtle. Yeah. It wasn't like, boo, rah, or punched me in the face like they would do in blackout. Or yeah, <laughs> like something yeah, ridiculous, yeah. you know? Or put a bag on my head. Yeah. Like, it was so subtle and simple, and it got me so hard. I like the next room. I just kind of like took a knee. I'm like, whoa, that was a pretty. I was like shook up by that one. That one because it came out of nowhere. It came yeah. out of nowhere. Um, Do you think that he every person that walked by he just repeat the last thing they said? I think so. Yeah, I think it's what. It, but that was the other thing that got me. It's like it was it was customized. Yeah. Well, you know, what, it was what like, if you said to somebody like, oh my god, I gotta take a dump, and then he just goes dump dump. <laughs> Jesus, dumperino. No, no, that's too much. <laughs> too many um, syllables. Yeah. But uh, but yeah no it was like that was that was amazing and and the and the Michael Myers piece he actually drops the chain like yeah you know? yeah so yeah. Michael Myers is in the room in a recreation of the new 2018 Halloween which we had just seen and it's the uh, checkerboard pattern and it's so wonderful it's so well done they obviously have a lot of love and that was the thing that's the other thing Casaloma has a lot of love in creating this atmosphere yeah and they do a great job of it and and he's there. And as I was walking by, again, like I've emptied up to 11. So I've gone, there's a lot of screaming and ah, and he's just standing there staring at us and it's a strobe light. And, uh, and I was like screaming that line from the beginning of the movie in that scene where the, the podcast is like, say, he's holding up the mask. He's like, say something, Michael, yeah. say something. So I was doing the same thing. I'm like, say something, Michael, same. And I, th I think you had gone through. Yeah. I started already. already. And I'm like, I'm in there by myself now. I'm like, say something, Michael. And he's, he's chained to the yeah. thing. And then the chain drops and he unlocks it. And I'm like, whoa. And he starts walking towards me. And then I like freaked out and ran out. And I'm like, oh, he's not following me. I turned around. And he was right behind me the whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like it, it, was, it was a good moment. I really enjoyed it. I enjoy, I enjoy that. I enjoy being scared. I watch horror movies because I enjoy, I, I do get scared. I'm not one of those guys that like nothing scares me. I'm like, yeah, a lot of things fucking scare me. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't be any fun. Right. right so. Yeah. There's a thrill of being scared that I think uh, some of it is good and too much of it's probably not good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I agree. Yeah. You don't want to be terrified, but <laughs> having a little bit of fear in you is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, I've met some folks that said Casaloma was like, was shit, quote unquote. And I'm like, I can see that if you were expecting something extreme, not extreme, even more in your face. Yeah. Uh, I can see it being underwhelming. But for me, it was. It was great. They put I, a lot I, of time and effort and money into it, frankly. Oh, absolutely. And, they, and they think they do a good job. I also like the bar the two-thirds mm. of the way through. 
fuck, man, we dropped. I mean, shit's expensive there. Yeah, yeah. But you like kind of expect that going in. Yeah. It was fun, though, man. The atmosphere's in there. Yeah. And there's good. All of the, the, the patrons and the bartenders and everybody that's in there just seems to be, like, having a good time. Yeah, that's like, and people can kind of deflate, talk about what they've just seen. Yeah. And, you know, be scared. Being scared together is a fun, like, sort of group activity. And, like, having a couple of drinks and talking about it there in a themed bar like that. That was tons of fun. Yeah. Loved it. Um, that's it. I think uh, we can wrap it up. I think so. I zip think so. it up and zip it out. That is a Dave Chappelle special right there. It is. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching if you're checking us out on YouTube. And that's pretty much all I got. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, this is Atul. This is Justin. Peace. Take it easy, guys. Cheers. Cheers.